This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Today, we want to talk about one of my most favorite topics in the world, creativity. How are we going to be creative? What goes into creativity? And who is the judge of whether something is creative or not anyways? Probably because you have a fancy title and make more money than I do. I don't know. We'll find out. Today's guest, John Steven Stansel, he, I believe it was on Twitter where I read it. Maybe it was on LinkedIn. Doesn't make any difference. Somewhere on social media, he talked about that you need to stop telling people, you, leaders, are you listening? Stop telling people to get into a room and be creative. That's not how creativity works, according to John Stevens. So let's find out. How does it actually work? How can people be creative? And, you know, how do we learn from that as leaders? It's a very, very uh, good topic to discuss today, uh, right after episode 562, where we talked about the leaders playlist. How do we actually change how we work, how we behave, um, and manage our triggers, so to speak? So fantastic follow-up. John, Stephen, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> it's nice to see you and make sure everyone to follow him on LinkedIn. He always has something to say. I think the latest thing that I really enjoyed was the Spotify wrapped uh, that came out and you created the Spotify wrapped for social media managers. Um, I think minutes wasted to get approvals or something like that. Yes. How many, how many <clears throat> minutes you, you spent this year waiting for approvals and you will never get that time back. Uh, <laughs> approval processes are important, but they don't need to become a bottleneck. But they do. We do know that. Now, uh, that is a whole other topic, a whole other show, approval processes. How do we get out of approval hell? But let's talk about creativity. And certainly what's interesting to me, I had, you know, yes, I can use the term PTSD, not in the military sense, but in the corporate marketing sense. And you know what? I've been in many meetings where somebody says, here's some uh, post-it notes. Please be creative right now. And my handwriting sucks. John, Stephen, and I, you know, honestly, I, I hate that to begin with. And then they make fun of it, right? It's like, how can you be creative in that environment? So tell us what prompted you to talk about that publicly? And how should we actually set up a creative environment? Well, it happens all the time to, to, to people, you know, you'll, you'll get called into a meeting and a, a vice president or executive or somebody will come in and say, hey, we've got this initiative we want to promote or this thing we want to do. You're the creative people. How are we going to do it? We've got an hour. Let's hammer out an idea. And that's just not how creativity works. I, I often say um, creativity is a slow cooker, not a pressure cooker, right? Creative people need some time to let those ideas simmer and and, and let them, them come uh, to the forefront. It's not creative improvisation. Uh, it, it It's taking the time to really think through the problem and come up with ideas. Now, this is not to say like we don't need brainstorming meetings. I think brainstorming meetings can be very effective, but you need to give your team notice. Let them know, okay, hey, we're going to have a brainstorming meeting next week. Here's what we're going to discuss and let those creative people 
start filtering out ideas, let that inspiration come in. You know, creativity is all about connections, like seeing those things um, out in their, their daily lives that, that, oh, okay, well, maybe, maybe we could do this uh, and relate this idea to this thing I saw the other day. Um, so it doesn't really happen on the spot. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about creative people and creativity and how it works. And uh, we need to, to get past those and, and create environments where uh, creative people can really thrive. You know, what's interesting to me, too, I mean, I, I don't disagree at all, it, what, 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 but what's interesting to me is how do you kind of find the right amount of time, right? So I can totally sympathize with that executive who has no time to begin with, and now they go, they want this idea, they want something, let's hammer it out. I can see where they're coming from, whether it's working or not, let's put that aside for a second. And then on the flip side, I know people who have to think about everything forever and ever and ever. And we don't have time for that either, right? If I if I had to spend four hours preparing for every podcast episode, we would not be talking until 2025, right? So <clears throat> so how do you find the right time? How do you find the, or not the right time, but the right amount of time to uh, let things simmer, to let things um, slowly cook, as you said earlier? Right. Well, I, I think, yeah, it is a balance because deadlines are important too, because I think sometimes creative people, if you don't give them a deadline, it'll never be done, right? We're also, many of us are perfectionists, so we want to constantly be working on things and, and, and building. So providing people a window of letting them know in advance, okay, we're going to be working on this and it needs to be done by in time uh, is very important. And I think sometimes those restraints are actually really good. Sometimes I think restraint builds creativity, you know, um, some even budgetary restraints allow for a lot of creativity as well, time constraints, but your creative team needs to know what those restraints are ahead of time. Uh, and not just be surprised like, Oh, we need to come up with an idea in an hour. That's going to be the creative campaign we're working on for the next year. Um, I think giving them advance notice, but also, you know, bringing them into the fold beforehand, right? If you're planning something, have that creative director sit in on the, the meetings when these ideas are being discussed that eventually are going to trickle down to the creative team so that creative director can act as liaison and go, hey, this is what management's working on. They're thinking about we're probably going to be asked to, to, to deliver some uh, ideas to them later. Go ahead and start thinking about it. The sooner you can bring the creative team into into the fold, the better. What's interesting to me, too, is I like I don't like a box, but I do like a box. And what I mean by that is um, I like to be told what is not negotiable, right? So if if you want, to, like, if you want a trifold brochure, I'm going to keep picking on that example for the for decades to come, and I have for decades already. But if you want a trifold brochure, and that is not negotiable, even if it's the wrong thing, it's good to know that because it makes no difference what other creative or better idea I'm going to give you because you're not going to be sold on it anyways because that's non-negotiable. So I think that's important for people to remember. I also think it's important for, for people to say, here's where I would like us to brainstorm together. This is what I'm trying to reach. This is what I would like to do. And here's where I need help. So not necessarily be too prescriptive, but give people an idea what it is you're actually trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. Now, I'm an SEO guy, SEO content person. So I love definitions. So I'd be interested to hear what is your definition of creativity? What is that even? Ooh, it's so hard to, 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 to put into one thing because there's so many different types of creativity and so many types of creative people that are, are, are you know, who work 
differently. You know, I often think of like the, the cluttered desk versus the clean desk. There are some, typically when we think of a creative person, we think of a uh, somebody who's just got clutter all over and, 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 and toys. And you can see my Boba Fett helmet and other toys, but I keep my office very neat because I'm the type of person who needs, I've, I've got so much going on in my head. I need my workspace to be clean. Um, so defining creativity is going to be different upon on every person, but I think it, it, it's, it's, if I, if I had to, to synthesize it into one phrase, I, I would say it's coming up with unique solutions to problems that, that are not seen by the, the typical, the, the typical person, um, uh, finding connections. I think there's a lot of creativity that is connections. So we say there's no new ideas under the sun, but there are new ways we can combine ideas. And I think creative people see those. Um, I think that's an important part of it. There was actually a book I read many, many years ago, and I think it was something about the the links or something um, like linking existing things and making them into something new. I don't remember. It was some something link, link something that I could be making that up, but that sounds right. Um, you know, I agree with that definition of creativity. And in my opinion, really, it comes down to finding do, new ways and unique ways and different ways to reach a goal. Right. So so creativity doesn't just mean, you know, how do we make something look nice how do we design something how do we uh write something but it also could mean um how do we get in front of people i'll give you an example it i would still argue that it's creative that we're live streaming a podcast mm -hmm. because many people still don't do that right we came up with that idea and then there's other things around that that are creative now right the intro the outro the background all those different things so they all kind of go hand in hand now i i kind of tongue-in-cheek earlier said who gets to decide whether or not the creativity worked? How do we measure creativity? I mean, is it is it just a feeling? And I know some people will already be groaning me saying that. But how do we know that the creativity actually worked? Well, it kind of comes back down to the beginning. You said, you know, let's talk about our non-negotiables before we start. Well, let's talk about measurement before we start. Like, how how are we going to measure our success in this campaign? Um, and it could be a feeling, it could be anecdotal, it could be, uh, it doesn't always have to be, you know, specific metrics of numbers and okay, this post was seen, you know, I, I'm a social media manager. So I'm, that's kind of my background and the lens I, I, I view most things like it's not how many people saw this post or clicked on this link. It might be, you know, how did this make our audience feel? And sometimes that is very hard to quantify, uh, who gets to be the judge? I, I think a lot of times it's your audience that gets to be the judge. They're the ones who look at it and go, oh, this is something that captures my attention or, or makes me feel a certain way or, or, or makes me want to buy a product. Uh, so I think that's really where the, um, where the impetus lies. I mean, it certainly is a little wishy-washy, right? Because like sometimes you can't measure everything. I mean, I'm even thinking about your Spotify wrapped post from, from last night. And I'm pretty sure I clicked on the picture, which I don't know that you can even tell whether somebody clicked on the picture. You can tell on Twitter. But I only clicked because I thought there might be more pictures, right? I didn't actually have to click. I mean, but it can certainly leave an impression on me just by looking at it and keep scrolling, right? And you, you never know um, that it had an impression on me. So I think, I think it's okay for people to keep that in mind. And not everything has to be a hard and fast number, right? There's a long-term effect on all these different things. How do you figure out, in your opinion, on 
how people, creatives, actually like to work. And, you know, um, I mean, I've worked with people who like to just think about it for a longer period of time, not forever and ever. I do sometimes like the collaborative brainstorm sessions. And I actually had somebody say to me, even without prep, sometimes I even had somebody say to me before, I think every first idea you ever say out loud is crap. And I would agree it it is. But that's just my first idea. What's the next one? And then, you know, the, the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever might be a good idea. And that happens through the collaborative um, through the collaborative um, effort. Uh, but how do you how do you work with different personalities? Do you have any tips when it comes to that? Yeah, mainly like talk to people, ask them you know, how they prefer to work. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about creative people and, and, and the way they work. I remember I was one past employer we, uh, wanted to move us all the creative team into an open office floor plan because he thought, oh, creative people will love that. They love to be collaborative and, and be in a, a loud environment. And everybody in our team was like, no, we need we need quiet spaces to, to, to focus and, 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 and think through ideas alone. And then maybe a collaborative space we can all go to, but we, we need, we need a combination of the two. So uh, I think the main thing is not making assumptions of what creative people are like, because they're not all the same and they don't all work the same way. Like get to know your team and ask them like, how do you prefer to work? Um, and yes, everybody has to kind of make, some exceptions and, and, and there's some give and take there to, to, to work with different people and collaborate. Um, but people need the time to, to work how they, they feel they work best. What I heard there too, I don't remember who was it. I think it was a uh, executive at Netflix maybe who posted this when, when she hires new people and she says, how can I be the best manager you ever had? Um, so it's not just, you know, here's how we do things here. Here is our work process. Here's the time tested, you know, folder structure we have. And this is how we do it. But it's also about how do we uh, understand how people want to work, what's best for them, um, how, you know, what makes them tick. And I think especially on the creative side, that's more important than ever. I mean, I don't work, you know, I don't like the pressure cooker. I don't know. Does anybody like working in a pressure cooker? I, I'm sure there are people that like that. And there, there are those times when like you're under the gun and like that pressure does help, but I don't think any uh, good work can come from it from time to time, but I don't think it's the best work. And I don't think anybody wants to be in the pressure cooker all the time. And it's just not sustainable. I think honestly, when, when people are in the pressure cooker, they just don't know they're in it and they don't know how, how better, how much better it could be, you know, if they're not in a pressure cooker, um, so I don't know, maybe that's, that's part of it. Um, when it comes to creativity though, how do we, as leaders, how do we figure this out and how do we move forward? How do we even know that we might be on the wrong track? I know the one example that you gave, uh, Hey, let's, uh, let's brainstorm. Here's a meeting. Let's go 15 minutes, you know, no warning. That's a pretty easy example, right? If you do that, maybe reconsider doing that. But what are some other examples that are like those telltale signs that we might not be on the right track? Um, it comes back back to actually talking to your team and going in and asking them, you know, what they think and what, you know, that, that question she brought up, you know, how can I be the best manager you ever had? Um, I, I'm a big fan of, of a two-way uh, performance review. I think employees should be allowed to give performance reviews to 
their supervisors. I think that helps uh, in many ways um, and, and have that open dialogue where people feel safe enough to, to talk about like what they need to be creative. Um, but also it kind of comes back to on the creatives too of, hey, if you need something, ask for it. You know, uh, nobody's going to come to you and say, hey, do you have all the things you need to do your job right? Or are, are you, you happy doing that? Maybe you will. That's what I think more leadership should do. But I also think as employees, we need to advocate for ourselves and go, hey, um, you know, if you, we can come to these meetings with agendas beforehand, that would help me out a whole lot. Or if I could get a little bit more notice, or if I could sit in on that meeting um, that, that y'all are having before you meet with us, um, that would that would help me out. So some of it is also on on us as creatives to to, to go out and, and and tell those supervisors and clients and people what we need to do our jobs. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, discussion on on how to do it. Now, when we talk about creative work, I mean, you, certainly most everybody that's listening to this show, you know, they're a business storyteller of some kind, which that is a wide net to begin with, right? That could be PR people, that could be social media managers, that could be, um, you know, just content marketers, content strategists to an extent um, as well. Um, and certainly many of us have to be creative. But when we talk about being creative, is that only happening in the traditional sense of, like you mentioned, the creative team, right? And when you say creative team, I don't even think about content marketers. I think about like the design team. Um, and certainly content marketers are creative um, in, in, in different ways, right? Because we're struggling with how do we get that story in front of people? How do we share that story in a way that people want to consume it? How do we get to get them to, to pay attention and not just um, move on to the next thing? Uh, but is it, is it only the creative team that should be creative or, or how, how do you think this can be applied to others? I think everybody, you know, creativity spans so many things. We, we kind of lump it into like the arts. And like you said, like the creative team, your designers and, and whatnot. But creativity is in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, for people to come up with original new concepts for you know, content marketing or just about anything, it, you're, you're doing creative work. We're all doing creative work. Um, I think it's important that people develop that skill and have time to develop that skill. I, I often say like, we don't think about it, but like creativity is a habit. It's something there, there's a great book, the um, dancer and choreographer Twyla Tharp wrote called the creative habit where she details everything she does throughout a day and how routine helps her build habit. Um, but it, it comes back to like, it, it's something that a muscle that you have to develop. You've got to go work out. And I think if you're not taking a little bit of time each day to do something like for me, like Twitter is my, my creative exercise every day. I started doing this a long time ago where I was going to, to tweet once a day, something about social media marketing. And I felt that taking some of these larger ideas and concepts I had and distilling them down to 280 character form. Uh, and again, back to restraint. Uh, constraints breeding creativity uh, allowed me to, to, to format my ideas in a way that was more uh, clear to others, very difficult ideas. And uh, it made me better at my job and, and uh, a better content creator uh, just doing it over time. And I think whatever your creative goals are, you need to be spending a little bit of time each day developing that. 
Absolutely. And it is a it is a muscle uh, memory, honestly. I mean, same with the live streaming and writing content and all those different things. The other thing that has helped me, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion, is I do want to just be creative, but I also like processes, right? So I have Trello cards for everything. This is like when we're done here, this is my process, right? There's things and ways I can be creative within that process. But if I don't have it all marked down, I will forget something, right? I won't put your picture on the podcast art or whatever, or I'll use the wrong image, you know, or something like that, something dumb because you just didn't think about it because you were thinking about something else. How important is a defined process? Um, And of course, on the flip side, I've seen processes that just get out of hand and they take over everything. But how important is some kind of process? So for example, if you have um, the meeting ahead of time, right? You say, give the team a day to think about it. Give them a heads up, right? That could be a step in the process. Um, and how do you feel about creating some kind of process and how would that look if you do one? I think process is incredibly important. I, I think, again, we talk about misconceptions about creativity. We think creativity is just something that happens spur of the moment. When we think of a creative person, we think of somebody, like like I said, that messy office, just kind of bouncing off the walls, ideas everywhere. But creativity is a process and requires step by step. And sometimes it doesn't look the same for everybody. And it doesn't look the same to everybody. You know, for, for, for me, a big part of my process is going out and having a walk and thinking through a problem while I'm moving. Um, and, you know, a lot of people look at that and go, that doesn't look like work to me, but it, it is a part of, of that and that that's needed. And having, having certain routines and habits are part of that process too. So developing a clear, concise way that, that you do things and knowing how, what works best for you and your team and that you can integrate that uh, is absolutely key. Cause I think you're exactly right. I think if we don't have a clearly defined process, we will forget steps and we will forget things. Um, so knowing how you work and how ideas come to you and then how you can communicate those to others and, and, and include everybody and having kind of a rubric for that is absolutely key. And how you do that, of course, is open for discussion. I like or, or debate. I like uh, Trello cards, you know, and then sometimes um, I hate to admit it, but sometimes when you kind of get used to the process, you stop looking at it. And I would not recommend that either, because at some point, right, you're going to forget something. Um, so I always I like checking things off the list. I like to use Trello cards for that. This is kind of the process to do for every uh, to do for every project. Talk to this person, talk to that person you know, super helpful, in my opinion. In the last uh, couple minutes here or so, tell us, like, I mean, how do people connect with you? Who should connect with you? Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I am at JS Stancil on all platforms. Uh, I am mainly focused on Twitter, so you can find me there, and LinkedIn. I make it a goal to to tweet or post on LinkedIn at least once a day, something about social media marketing, marketing in general, or, you know, being working in a creative field. Um, So be sure and follow me there. Uh, Connect with me, reach out, just say hi. I love to respond. I'd love to talk shop uh, and answer any questions anybody has. And so when you, you post a lot of um, interesting um, content assets, can't think of a better term right now, but posts right on all these different networks. How do you, what tips do you have for people? How do you come up with those things? And like, how long does it take? I mean, do you, um, you know, do you have like a 
like do you sit down one afternoon and, and write 12 of them or do um, they just come to you and you or you see somebody doing something crazy or or how do you how do you kind of fuel that kind of creativity it comes back to habit like every morning i I, I tweet something about social media marketing. And at first it was really difficult, but I'm, I've been doing it for about two or three years now. And of course you skip days here and there, but like that consistency, one helps me come up with more ideas because I'll be thinking of things that people will respond to it. And I'll, I'll think of more ideas that way, but also your it kind of trains your brain to be like, okay, well, this is the time when I, I, you know, kind of, consolidate my thoughts of what I'm working on into this. Uh, sometimes I do keep a, just a scrap pad on my, my desktop of ideas that I have that I don't have time to, to really formulate into uh, a readable idea. Like it makes sense to me on paper, but later on I'll go in and, and, and do that. So that, that, that helps as well, but just day in and day out going and doing it. And then on, on the benefit of that, it will make you a better communicator it'll help your, your, you, you get your thoughts out and it'll help you build a personal brand. Like that wasn't my intention to do when I started, you know, daily tweeting my thoughts, but it, it was a wonderful side effect. Uh, and I think it's something that, uh, if that's something you're interested in doing, I, I, I can't say enough good things about that habit. And certainly ideas come from everywhere. I mean, I can just listening to you. I mean, I have all these ideas, right? I could write about this topic and this topic, and, you know, maybe I could expand on that one. So there is ideas everywhere out there thank you so much for joining us hopefully um many people who who didn't quite understand how creativity works learned from today's episode really appreciate you sharing your insights thank you so much for having me that's a wrap thanks for tuning in please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels and don't forget to share this episode with your networks we appreciate you Until next time, let the best stories win.